All right, guys, welcome to episode 164 of Open Your Toys Cast, the podcast dedicated to the four greatest action figure franchises of the 80s and all time. And those are Mr. Mark. Uh, Transformers, G.I. Joe, Star Wars, and He-Man. All right. Welcome back, Mark. Glad to have you on again. Oh, thanks for having me. Definitely, definitely. Mark took a day off special to be on the show. That's uh, that that shows some commitment. We appreciate it. <laughs> and then uh, also we have Rock. How you doing, guys? And if you want to kick it with us, the place we would love for you to do that is our Facebook group. That is uh, facebook.com slash group slash open your toys. Uh, if you just want to uh, see everything we're talking about you know just see everything that we're talking about you can go to openyourtoys.com at the top of the page there'll be a link to our show notes we have links to everything i'm about to tell you about as far as how to kick it with us as well as links to everything we're talking about in the show so if you want to see a picture read a story read an interview you can do it at openyourtoys.com there you in those show notes, we have links to subscribe to our RSS feed, subscribe to us through iTunes, through Google Play, uh, find our Stitcher Smart Radio link, as well as links to our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash openyourtoyscast. Our Twitter and Instagram that are not being currently updated, so don't worry about that. And then uh, if you're old like me and you like to email team at openyourtoys.com. And then the way we want to hear from you is our voicemail. That's 7202 Three five toys. That's seven two zero two three five eight six nine seven. Texting is also acceptable. Testing rates may apply. All right, Lotus Stark. If people want to find you, where can they do that? Uh, they can head over to YouTube, type in Lotus Stark, and watch some videos of stuff that I collect. Yeah, yeah. And your last two videos have been uh, been two of my favorite things i bought actually i didn't buy a case of series one i only bought a case of series two um but uh yeah i i was i i love them if if you want to get a taste of lotus i would say those those maybe not those two i i guess they give you a little slice of lotus but i i really liked it um especially like my comments on your uh uh, wave two case like i say you started off so cheery and i was like okay he kind of understands how this is gonna go but by the end you were just as pissed as the first video <laughs> yeah it's uh it's definitely a frustrating thing you know, for for a true blind block bl- i mean honestly if i would have bought those things in 2004 mm-hmm. then yeah not a big deal you know yeah when uh, you're paying four bucks for one when at you're... a convenience store or something say let's say you paid five bucks a piece you know you found them you know at the same time people just had cases of them you know but when you're paying uh, hundreds of dollars for a case you know it gets a little bit scary and yeah my emotions were all over the place <laughs> all right uh rock where can where can people find you follow you send hate Facebook. mail to you well, hate mail, that would be on Twitter. <laughs> if you want to, uh, Facebook, in the groups, open up your toys, and my YouTube channel, my ring camera videos. <laughs> and how do they uh, find those ring camera videos? Because YouTube can be a little tricky. 
You could put in either uh, ring camera farts, rock the fart dad. I, I, I have to say, I watched the newest video, and I don't, I don't understand how you're getting that good of audio, like from so far away. How, how does that camera pick up the audio so well? It's not the camera; it's a strong sphincter. Oh my goodness! It's crazy. Oh my god, that is so funny. I I hadn't subscribed yet. I am now going oh. to subscribe. This is awesome. I keep my videos short. Now I know how to edit them. They're now I'm trying to do under twenty seconds of video. Uh, but yeah, there. I cannot believe the amount of messages I get from people. Um, it's shocking. My I did all as a goof, but man, it's uh, it's amazing. I think I got to like almost three thousand views in a couple of weeks now. Two two and a half weeks. Hey, Mark, if people want to get hold of you, how can they reach out to you? Uh, at at this stage, just through the group. I don't have a YouTube channel or anything like that at the moment. Um, I've got an Instagram page, but I'm in the process of changing it all out. So nice. Well, keep us surprised. Always mm-hmm. want to want to promote our our favorites here. Um, okay. If you want to get a hold of me, you can find me at facebook.com slash open your toys. You can also get me at at slick McFavorite on Instagram and email is slick at openyourtoys.com but that's pretty much about it what are we drinking let's start off with a lotus damn. yeah lg fridge water that's it it's oh. gonna always be lg fridge water damn it it someday it won't lotus someday <laughs> <laughs> all right on to our guest uh rock what what about you sir today i'm drinking a george killian's irish red uh, it is brewed in the Irish tradition. It's a red style beer. I'm saving my last cup of coffee for Game of Thrones tonight, so <laughs> I'll be finishing this tonight. Killian's is one of my favorite. That is a Coors brand. Don't anybody be fooled. Killian's and Blue Moon are both made by Coors, which means they're uh, brewed here in Colorado. So good nice. choice. Good choice. All right, Mark, how about you? Uh, way down under, what do we got today? Or this morning, I should say. So we're all going to be judging you for morning drinking. That's perfectly fine. It's an Australian tradition. <laughs> um, in honor of the show, I am doing two shots of Belvedere. Ooh. And I'll be, chasing, I'll be chasing that down with a very, very large can of Red Bull. Ah, classing this joint up with some Belvedere. (laughs) I I literally took a couple shots of Platinum, which if you're unfamiliar with Platinum, it is literally the cheapest vodka you can buy in the United States. (laughs) (laughs) And this is a double shot. So it's like, it's it's not even like a shooter. It's one of those double shots and it's a dollar for... It's actually three shots total if you do an ounce shot, but so a, a dollar for three shots. That's that's about as cheap as you can get here in America. <laughs> um, but the the interesting and and as I was telling the guys before we came on, probably the worst thing I've ever drank on the show in my life, and that's saying something is I am drinking Bud Light Lemon Tea. Yes, you heard that right. Bud, as in Budweiser, <laughs> Light Lemon Tea. 
It is uh, lager brewed with real lemon peels and and aged on tea leaves with natural flavors. Why can't I, you just Why can't you just drink tea? You know, or iced tea, <laughs> or iced tea with lemon. Like, why do you have to have beer with it? Because I'm always looking for something strange. And you're yeah. right. I okay. A guy at my work has been turning me on to lots of like flavored waters. He he doesn't drink, so he's like a flavored water like connoisseur. And I've okay. thought about that, but yes, this is as awful as it sounds. I I couldn't believe it. I when I bought it, I said this can't be as bad as it sounds, and it's worse. So please never get this. I don't know how you <laughs> age beer on tea leaves, but whatever they did, it just turned out god awful. So I'll be choking that down for the next next two hours at least. Is uh, it possibly worse than those strawberry Ritas they make? Those little cans? Oh, see, I haven't had that, but that sounds like it would be better than this. Oh, because those are god-awful as well. <laughs> it's something, however they did this uh, aging them on the tea leaves, That's it, it tastes like plant and lemon beer is what it tastes like. At least the <laughs> strawberry aritas or whatever, I would assume, taste a little bit more like strawberry than plant life. But... <laughs> Uh, maybe I'll have that for the next show. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and get into con news. First up, uh, I'm just throwing this in here because it's local to me. And you guys, listeners, hosts, like if you guys want to promote your local cons that you're going to or maybe you like, you know, don't hesitate to let me know. Um so our little con has grown up in a lot, uh, grown up a lot in the last five years. It used to be called Denver Comic Con, but they got sued by San Diego Comic Con, so they changed their name to Denver Pop Culture Con. Um, the coolest thing here, I think, is uh, we get a few of the main actors from uh, Shazam. As well as the actor from the original TV show Shazam back in the 70s or early 80s. So if you're a Shazam fan, uh, so we not only get the adult actor of Shazam, but we also get the kid actor of Shazam from the new movie. So if you're a Shazam fan, this is your year at Denver Comic Con. And then they've gone they've gone kind of freaking crazy here. I mean, uh we got Benedict Wong, which was uh from Doctor Strange. Um we get Carrie Elwes. He was from uh uh Princess Bride and Robin Hood Men in Tights. Um we get Christopher Lloyd, you know, everybody knows who that is. Cooper Andrews from uh, Walking Dead. We get Dan Fogler. So if, uh, he's one of the main guys in the new uh, Crimes of Grindelwald, the new Harry Potter thing they're trying to do. Uh, also from uh, Goldberg's, get Dave Batista uh, from, uh, well, lots of different things. Uh, Blade Runner 2049 and, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy. 
George Takai or Takei is a, a regular here. Jewel State, still one of my favorite actresses of all time. She is such a cutie. Uh, just uh, Patrick Warburton, if you're a Seinfeld fan or the original Tick series fan. So just tons and tons of stars uh, coming out for coming out for our Comic-Con. If you're interested, if you're going to be in the area, let me know. We'll go have some dinner. Um, yeah, and this is, it's normally, so they do this thing that probably works pretty well for them. They usually have it on Father's Day weekend. So I don't know if your family's like mine, but Mother's and Father's Day weekends are kind of like birthday weekends and the person gets to choose whatever they want to do and the other people have to go along with it and pay for it. That's how uh, Mrs. McFavorite and I do. Uh, so it's kind of brilliant to put a con on Father's Day, in my opinion. Any of you guys do that kind of stuff? Just basically, our daughter calls it a yes day, where you can't say no to people. No? Well, in Long oh, well, we kind of do the same thing. Our big Comic-Con on Long Island it's at the Nassau Coliseum. It's the same weekend every year. It's always Father's Day weekend. So, yeah, you know, normally my wife gives me some money and I go, <laughs> you know, pick out something I want. So it's, it's a perfect Father's Day weekend. But you don't make her go? Oh, no, she goes. She likes to oh, go. Okay. But she'll go one day. She doesn't want to go two days. So <laughs> you get you know, the she best can put up of both worlds day. then, right? Yeah. Then the next day I go by myself. <laughs> yeah. So, But that's when I normally do the autographs is the day when on Sunday. This way they don't have to wait in line. <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right. Let's get into toy news. Uh, here's one for you, Mark. May the 4th. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I wanted to ask this, too. Again, I just I get super obsessed with this whole thing. But uh, Aussie, is that derogatory or is that okay um, to say? That's uh, fine. Okay. We often you, refer to as Aussies or whatever, skips, that sort of thing. And it's not one of those things, if you're not an Aussie, you can't say that kind of thing? There's shampoo that's, ah. there's shampoo that's called Aussie. <laughs> that may be a reason why not to say that. It would be like, fuck that shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh. but, uh, ne- it's actually a high end. Shampoo, but it's all good. <laughs> Um, so this is really cool. They they unboxed the world's largest Lego Star Wars box ever. If you guys scroll down, you'll see it's this big, huge X-Wing fighter box. And the pieces are kind of crazy. It's eight eighty three thousand four hundred and forty two pieces to make this like ridiculous, like uh, huge ass. Um, x-wing and what's funny is the x-wing looks like it's just made with big bricks but it's these it's this almost ninety thousand bricks that they put together to just look like normal or not normal like giant sized legos so i thought that was kind of a cool way to approach that that is that's really cool they're saying uh what 550 pounds about 250 kilograms uh, wow, 210 man hours. 
to that, get ready that's... to get it ready i guess it doesn't even say to build yeah i was gonna say well that probably that's probably how much to build like the individual pieces that mm. look like the bigger pieces right. maybe because they yep. show a kid like walking with a huge piece that's probably made of a you know five thousand smaller lego pieces right or something, yeah you know yeah it's nuts that's that's super cool oh yeah you see the little shelves in the box that's mm -hmm. crazy yeah. so yeah i thought that was super cool um without giving well i'm not even gonna ask about locations we'll 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 let people have their private lives but this was in melbourne australia so um let's see nylick interview so this is kind of interesting uh people just still haven't let go of that uh scott toy guru nylick was the brand manager for masters of the universe classics throughout the entirety of its run with mattel or not not even through the entirety almost through the entirety of its run with mattel um, so adultcollector.org caught up with him and interviewed him, asking a lot of questions about the current state of Masters of the Universe Classics, specifically uh, Snake Mountain, since he was there when they started that initiative from, the, uh, from Mattel and the Four Horsemen. And uh, not a lot of exciting stuff here. If you're just curious to kind of catch up on what he's doing... Um, first he says like the price point seems exactly right. You know, he said when we first started looking into snake mountain, it was almost four years ago. So, you know, back then they were estimating maybe three to 400 bucks for it. And he's like, with everything going on right now, like $600 seems like the exact price point. <clears throat> now the difference with this is they don't have a huge shipping warehouse like Mattel would have had. So it's 600 bucks plus $150 shipping. They are literally freight shipping this item to you. So again, don't be, don't be caught off by $5.99. That's actually $6 plus tax. Same thing with this. This is $600, but then you also need to pay $150 uh, for shipping. Uh, the one other thing that was kind of interesting, I didn't realize this. He has actually been with Jax Pacific, Jada, Loot Crate, and Entertainment Earth since leaving wow. Mattel. Yeah. Mm. And that was only maybe three years ago at the most. Um, which, I mean, that can kind of be a thing with executives. Uh, at my last company, we had executives come and go quite frequently, but... Uh, he has now started his own company uh, called Spectre Creative, and if you're a if you're a Masters collector, you know Spectre was the name of the character he made for himself and produced for himself that everybody hated. Uh, but uh, it's SpectreCreative.com. He says he offers branding, retail, and content solutions for companies for for companies looking for creative needs without adding expensive headcount. So kind of cool. Good luck to them. I, I never had the issues that other people had with them. You know, I, I think no matter what job, what company, what industry in you're, 
there's always going to be shit out of your control, no matter what, you know. And unfortunately, he was kind of the head figure to take all the flack for things that didn't go right, you know. Um, let's see. Rock and I talked about this. Rock got his wish. Blaster wins the latest Walmart exclusive G1 reissue fan vote. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) And I only didn't want Blaster because I have the Comic-Con one from like 2012 or something that was a perfect recreation in all his cassettes. Right, but it's it's really just about the box art. I mean, if they reproduce Blaster's box the yeah, way it was, it's true. just seeing that's it. True. It's seeing it in that you know in that nice box, you know. Exactly. It's, it's really all it is, honestly. It's I, it's just really not about the toys at this point. I mean, unless you don't have a Blaster in your collection, uh, but most of us, I'm sure, have a Blaster in our collection. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's fun, you know, just like with the Soundwave and you got Blaster. And you know what? They're going to come out with Skywarp. I mean, come yeah, on. well, exactly. You know, they, they, honestly, <laughs> they have this, this stuff already true. pre-designed, pre-made, you know. So this is just to get the hype up, but no one loses. They're always, they're going to make Skywarp, you know. It was but, weird. The voting at one point was two to one. You know, Blaster was at like 66%. It actually came much closer at the end. It was like 56 to 44. Yeah, they said it was a close finish. I'm like, I voted like six hours before it ended, and it was 63 to 36 or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, have you guys have you guys not seen these at all? I know I've been picking them up for you as I see them here. Is there no distribution for these reissues down there? Uh, <clears throat> at this stage, I haven't seen anything like in normal retail shops. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to a couple of sort of the comic slash toy specialty shops. They don't have them either. Interesting. So I don't so. know. I don't know what. I mean, I might not be going to the right places, maybe. Um, but at this stage, I'm, I'm yet to see any of these on shelves anywhere. Well, and are you part of fan groups like local to your area, like that report? Because this is what I've always felt bad about this show, but it runs as runs long as it is. But I mean, are there podcasts, fan sites that are all about Australia and what's being released to you guys and UPCs and, you know, everything local to you guys? Or do you guys have to rely on these American fan sites and groups and that kind of stuff um i'll I'll be honest i don't typically go into a lot of the fan groups and stuff i've had a lot of bad experiences (laughs) dealing with particular (laughs) groups um so as a result i don't get overly involved in them um only because i can i mean like most of us i consider myself a, a collector as such but I don't have that encyclopedic knowledge and things of that nature. I'm not that sort of ravenous about it. So when you want to learn something, um, a lot of these groups tend to be very um, elitist in that, which is why, again, Open Your Toys is a lot better because it's a bit more um, accessible for people like myself who may not be quite as hardcore into it, Mm -hmm. um, but still has an easy access to it. And then through you guys is how I get, like my knowledge of, of what's available and whatnot. And I go out and I look for things, but there's probably places that I'm not going to uh, or I don't know about. But as far as 
um, Australian groups and stuff, I haven't really looked into it, to be perfectly honest with you. So, a lot of people I know who collect all import from overseas. So uh, so I just did a little research real quick, and uh, it looks like uh, October 2018, the Bumblebee, Swerve, Tailgate, and Outback were found exclusively to a clothing store called Cotton On. Are you familiar with Cotton oh. On? And the funny thing is, is these packages look different than ours. Oh, really? So, They're not yeah, the... the pack- no, they are not. They are not the same. They have much more writing on them. Well, I, I don't, could I, don't I like... could see that because anytime you go overseas, you have to make multilingual, and it's got to work for. Well, our packaging is already multilingual, well, but this has but only major. Three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is. Uh... So yeah, I think our packaging looks better. Um, so, but yeah, clothing on it looks like is the official retailer for all these British issues. And what well, what's interesting. What's clothing on, Mark? Uh, well, cotton on is just. Or, a, I'm just sorry. A yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, cotton on. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've they've got a like an adult version, and they've got cotton on kids, which is all kids. It's purely well, I haven't been in one for a very long time, but it's all just clothing, so yeah. it's not something you would even think to go into. To be perfectly honest with you. Oh, yeah, that's, crazy. that's weird. Yeah. Well, I might have to. Um, might have to do some trolling around my local cotton on. <laughs> See yeah, if I can't find yeah. something. <laughs> Isn't that that's weird? A clothing store, so weird. <laughs> well, and it was it was saying not until October, right? Of this no, well, th- this this was October of two thousand eighteen. Oh, this is in the oh, past. Okay. Yeah, we're going back to the future. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, um, before we move on from glass, is it just the figure, or are they doing like tapes and stuff as well? Or we don't know yet. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it, it'll come with steel jaw. I mean, they already have the steel jaw mold. Uh, he, I think he originally came with steel jaw, so I'm sure that that's what it'll be. It'll be one tape and blaster. Yeah. Actually, I... did, did wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. The G1 blaster, I don't think came with a tape. I remember it was a huge yeah, window box that I'm showed looking, the whole thing. I'm looking I'm at that sure. right now. Yeah, I don't. I know the reissue came with tapes, and I know like my Takara reissue came with Steel Jaw. Yeah, only no. one tape. G one, no tapes. Yeah, that's no what I'm thinking. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, because so, it was huge. You got to think of the plastic that it took for that compared to Soundwave. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting because you're absolutely right. Because Soundwave's only coming with buzzsaw which no mm-hmm. one gives a fuck about buzzsaw you know yeah laser they should have had laser beak in there yeah but i mean that's how he came as in vintage but yep i was gonna say if you stick into the original then yeah you have to have the buzzsaw like it or not so yeah. then i wonder how they're so they're doing the vintage cassettes right are they mm-hmm. doing for Soundwave, are they doing both sets? Are they doing Frenzy and I think it was it was Blue and Ravage and then it was Laserbeak and Black and Red. So whatever you want to call those tapes. You're sets. talking about the carded the tapes. Carded, yeah, because that's oh, yeah, what yeah, they're yeah. doing. I'm sure locally. they'll do, yeah, I'm sure they'll do both, absolutely. Because I assume the blaster had to have been like Rewind you're talking about steel jaw? Steel jaw. Steel jaw, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Vintage 
blaster. Cause... I mean, I just want, I mean, like I said, I am still on the fence of collecting the actual, uh, like, you know, like sound wave and blaster. Like I'm, I'm on the fence of getting those, but as far as like the tapes and the mini bots and stuff, I feel those are nice and manageable and I can't wait to get the Autobot card, the nice red card, and then have the purple card next to it, you know. Yeah. So I can't wait to have four sets of tapes. Hopefully yeah, they're hopefully they're reasonably priced. I'm thinking maybe fourteen ninety nine US, maybe. Uh nine ninety nine would be very nice, but twelve ninety nine to fourteen ninety nine I'm hoping would be the range. I think a a story we covered said that they were gonna be fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, it's all rumor. Or it's all it's all hearsay. Whatever the Walmart. Yeah. Um, oh, I totally forgot about this. When we're talking about the blaster reissue, remember they did that Amazon.com platinum blaster with Perceptor set. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So they did both. Yeah, yeah, so they're on Big Bad Toy Store has it still. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm looking at TF Source right and now. Like I said, on. guys, like I said, it's not about the freaking figures. You're it's right. all it's about, about the packaging. The Nobody yeah. cares about you know, it's just it's just when you see that figure in the G one packaging, that's what stirs up the feelings. Yeah. You're, that's you're right. right. So yeah, it was rerind and steel jaw and then eject and what was the rhino's name? Yeah, Ramhorn. All right, let's go ahead and fucking move on here. Let me catch up to my tabs. All right. Uh let's see. Uh Black Series Crate Luke. So I think this is of all the figures, this is uh what a lot of diehard Star Wars fans we're most looking forward to this is Luke in his like dark brown or black robes at the end of the last Jedi, uh, looking like a badass Jedi should be. He comes out there and faces him, and then he, spoiler, turns out to be a force ghost. So he's got his young dark beard, uh, looks amazing. I'm very excited for this. Um, and again, that's uh, it's just a rumor, but it, uh, the people we follow on these sites tend to be pretty spot on when it comes to their rumors. And then uh, I wanted to point this out, too. There's uh, more rumor reports of uh, Black, uh, Black Series six-inch figures, including, and I'm so excited for this, I hated him. I was all on the bandwagon back in 99. I hated it. I thought it was stupid. And now I absolutely love him. And he's a must for my Black Series collection. It's Jar Jar. Yeah. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks. Black Series 6 inch. Um, Count Dooku. Which is very dope too. He's like the elegant Sith Jedi. And then uh, Commander Bly. Which... Uh, he was kind of like the ARC Trooper and a version 3 clone helmet, uh, yellow and white. So those are rumored for coming uh, in spring of 2020. So I'm excited about the Jar Jar. Like a super articulated 6-inch Jar Jar, I'm all about it. Um, not enough to like go crazy with collecting Jar Jar stuff, but in retrospect, I can 
appreciate his goofiness and what George was trying to do with him. Um, 87 Motu movie interview. So this is with uh, William Stout. So if you're Masters of the Universe collector, uh, if you pre-ordered the movie figures through Super 7, you probably caught that they're called the William Stout Collection. So he was the uh, prototype artist on the original Masters of the Universe movie from 87. And he designed all the costumes, Skeletor. He designed basically everything in that movie. And uh, he was the one that was holding the licensing rights from Mattel. He was the person that hated Mattel so much that he told them Mattel would never get these rights. And that's why Super 7 got them. Um, I haven't read through this whole thing, but again, it's in the show notes. Go to OpenYourToys.com. At the top of the page, you'll see the show notes for this episode if you're interested in reading the article about that. Um, probably would be more juicy than the Nightlick interview that I read, uh, but something to take a look at if you're a fan of the 87 movie. And any fan, I guess I should ask, any fans of the 87 movie on this podcast? <laughs> it's all crickets, crickets. <laughs> cricket, cricket. <laughs> I mean, I remember being so pumped up oh. to see that, and it was so awful. <laughs> so, as it, so you would have been a kid, though, right? So, even as a kid, you thought it was awful? It was good. I remember just seeing it and being like, this is just not my He-Man. It's not my man okay. at arms. It's, and I you know, that's the that. way I looked at it when I was 12. But, I mean, I was 12. So what do I know as a 12-year-old kid? I mean, well, well, compared to Batman, which a couple of years later, I mean, that rocked my world. That yeah. Song. Well, so, and you got to think this was after Transformers and G.I. Joe, which was just like the cartoon we had grown up with on steroids. So right. it, like that... That made it so amazing. Mark, what was your experience with it? Uh, well, I was what well, I would have been 10 when it came out. Um, and yeah, much like Rock, it wasn't like the He Man and whatnot that I knew, but it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't overly terrible. It's, you know, it's terribly good in a certain way, I guess. <laughs> nowadays, it's amazing. I love it nowadays, but. Yeah, I actually, I actually watched it again. Um, Oh, probably about two or three months ago, and it, it, I won't say it's held up well, but it's it's fun to watch. <laughs> now, did you guys have the cartoon? And I mean, even when you were younger, did you really like He Man just a little bit? Did you have the cartoon? Um, yeah, we had the cartoons here. Um, they, I mean, you go into any toy store back in the day, and you know, the main thing you saw on the shelves were Transformers and He-Man and Star Wars stuff. G.I. Joe was there. I don't think it was as present as it was, obviously, in the States. Um, but, yeah, I always remember going to the toy aisles, and it was Transformers, He-Man, and Lego was sort of the big three main stuff. And then you had, like, shelves full of random other things. Nice, nice. So, um, toys addictive. Now this is kind of a, it, it's a, a <laughs> clickbait link, but, uh, so child finds $40,000 of meth in a Lego box. 
So this is in uh, one of these uh, classic sets. So the one where it's just the pieces and different colors. You're not actually meant to build anything specific. Uh, but yeah, $40,000 of meth. And uh, yeah, I, I'm not too afraid to say I've tried meth before. And that's a lot of fucking meth in that bag. <laughs> I'm just like, Jesus Christ, that could kill an entire population of a small city. Um, and that's just nuts. And this was what donated to a fucking consignment shop. Uh, which if you don't know what a consignment shop, it's somewhere where you, uh, you give stuff to them and if they sell it, they get like 30% of what they sold it for and you get the rest, that kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> but I just, I had to include this cause it's just ridiculous, but. I'm so old. I didn't even know that was meth. I, I looked at it real quick. <laughs> It looks like to me a bag of Captain Crunch cereal that somebody smashed. Yeah, yeah. I saw, like I the saw peanut the butter thing. one. <laughs> well, I, I was gonna say this is about the worst looking meth maybe I've seen in my entire life. Not that I'm a huge expert by any means, <laughs> but yeah, this uh, this does not look like good meth in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to just stop right here. You just said this okay. doesn't look like good meth. <laughs> I mean, do we really want that in the show? Yes, Lotus. <laughs> okay, this is a all toy right. show for adults. I realize. All right, I know, but that's it's just okay. It's, all right. Hey, I I tell my I I make jokes with my current employee. I know. I about know. My but... background. I don't keep my background. You know. I keep my current uh, life a little private from my employer, but not my background, at least. Hey, we're, we're providing a service for the community. We're showing people what bad meth looks like. If they can see it, don't buy it. You've got to look for better quality stuff. We could be yeah. saving lives now. If your yeah, meth looks like this, yeah. steer clear. It's G.I. Joe against Cobra the Enemy. Don't let Cobra Commander get away. G.I. Joe! It's Cobra Commander! He's stealing our missiles. Well, get him, rock and roll. Here comes Grand Slam. Fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe. American hero. We saved the missiles. But you gotta get up early to catch Cobra. Cobra Commander and G.I. Joe figures and equipment each sold separately from Hasbro. All right, guys. Welcome back. Let's go ahead and get into third-party news. First up, Toy Hacks' May update. Not a lot of exciting stuff here. Uh, if you're an auto an auto trooper fan, so this was uh, something seen in the original G1 series based off of Prowl's mold, but much more generic kind of think uh, kind of think of like the centuries uh, relative to Omega Supreme, that kind of thing. Uh, there's cool sticker sets to make a siege prowl into an auto trooper. Can I uh, can I add something to that? I oh, actually yeah. have something to add. So, uh, auto trooper I found out was also part of Kiss Play. Oh really? I didn't know that. And um, and the only reason why I figured this out is because I am trying to complete a set of the world's smallest transformers. And it turns out 
Takara, in conjunction with somebody I can't pronounce the name, uh, designed a kiss play auto trooper with this girl. Shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. I think me and you are going to be battling out some eBay auctions, buddy. I didn't realize that either. I thought I was complete on my WST collection. No, uh, I guess it's really hard to find. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, um, it's a girl that is making a weird face and, uh, yeah, you can see her, uh, you can see her panties. (laughs) Wow. That's the whole kiss play thing is disgustingly gross like that, but yeah. Okay, I gotta I gotta check this out. Oh yeah, Auto Trooper is assigned a kiss player partner in EDC. Oh my god. Yeah, so she was the human, I guess, the human alliance member or something. She the EDC stood for something. It was some sort of a uh like, you know, the human part of she carries a gun, so she she at least she's weaponized. Oh my god, what is Cause I have I have the Kiss Play cassette collection, which comes with Minion, and I think Minion, uh, not Minion, that's the third party name for her, but it comes with the female cassette. She's well, this a, this girl's name is Atari. So no, that's her name. No, no, I know, but I I'm talking about the cassette set that came out in the Kiss Kiss Play line. Oh my god, this is crazy. So this was a set and it's like I said, it's the girl's name is Atari and it's uh Auto Trooper and it's actually they for some reason they pronounce it Auto Rooper with a they they drop the T. I don't know why, but it's Auto R O O P E R, Auto Rooper. So I guess you... that's what the translation I guess that's what it came out to be. Yeah. Are you sh- that does not look like the WST mold. Are you sure that's the WST? I mean, I don't mean to. No, it's its own mold. It's literally a Nissan. It's a Nissan something. It's a Nissan. It's a totally different mold. It had nothing to do. It was not Prowl. It's a totally new mold. Oh, but they it's consider it part of the WST line? It's one inch, yes. Ah, it's, it's It oh, is I a see. world's it's smallest just... transformer. That is, it's an official, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not, so it's not, uh, it's not one that you would find in any of the sets. You have yeah. to buy this special, you know, box with the girl and the car, yeah. you know. And you're saying it's not a, and what I, what I was referencing, it's not a repaint or a redeco. No, it's a it's Nissan. Just, it's just it's a, in that scale. It's in that scale and it's a Nissan not a 240 uh, i don't know the actual model of it but it's yeah. it's a uh it's a special yeah it's a totally different mold it's never been issued as a hmm. and i saw the girl with her panties and that's really weird so uh but she does have a gun so at least at least that's a little <laughs> bit better that she's weaponized but <laughs> still a little weird um, the best thing from Toy Hacks this month, I think, is a bulkhead conversion kit for the Siege Hound, which is really cool. They do actually a pretty good job at animating the face. And then the extra parts you get now, 
It doesn't quite match. You can tell they've done some photoshopping here to make it look like it matches a little bit better when it doesn't. Um, but it's a hood to put on the Jeep to make it look more like bulkhead. Um, now again, this is, of course, with everything Toy Hacks. Um, the problem here is this set is $18 to upgrade a $20 toy. But I guess if you're a huge Bulkhead fan, this is a must-have for you. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, I would still would rather just hunt to get Bulkhead. Why not just buy Bulkhead? Yeah. Well, I think it may be for a Bulkhead completionist. You know, mm -hmm. like, they have all the Bulkheads already, and this is another way to get another Bulkhead into their collection or something. You know? Okay. Uh, they continue their cell shading with MP Ironhide and Ratchet, Fans Toys Hoodlum, which is a Rodimus, or I should say Hot Rod. Uh, or is there Hoodlum? Is that a full-on Rodimus Prime? I just never even considered it. No, it looks like that's just a Hot Rod. So, uh, again, we've talked about cell shading in the past. For some people, that may be the way you want to take your collection. For others, no way. I've seen, I've seen a lot of collectors are starting to use those cell shaded stickers, and I think they look really good. I mean, I really do feel that it gives the figure a different... It really Just having the windows cell shaded really does make the figure stand out. And if you're looking for that cartoon-esque look, mm -hmm. you know, I think, that's a, I think that's a great, easy way. You know, and a lot of other, a lot of folks are also trying to do the, uh, you know, where they're sending them out to have them custom painted. But if you can't afford to do that, th these stickers, I think, really, you know, do a good job. Yeah, especially as the molds, the molds and the paint schemes uh, from the factory become more animated specific. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't take anything to just put some, quote, cell shading on on a sticker and put it on there to really reflect that cartoon. You know, I think people are collecting the filmation masters for the same thing. Like they're collecting what they remember. And I think if I had never collected and I joined the collecting community right now, I'd be like, everything I own is cartoon related because that's the majority of my fiction. I never read the comics or anything. I collected the toys. So that's where it gets kind of difficult, especially with Transformers, that they're trying to rock, walk that line of toy accuracy and tune accuracy. And now they're like, or they were and now they're just going completely tune accurate. But, no, I agree with you. Um, RoboForce. Anybody remember RoboForce? They had cool suction cups on their bot, on the, on the bottom of them. And then their arms usually had kind of some spring-like hugging or crushing mechanism, however you want to look at it. I don't remember these at all. Really? I mean, I'm looking at these pictures. I don't remember. Well, is this something you would get at KB Toys or, uh, or yeah, uh, Toys think, R Us? I or, think I got them at KB. They were nation. I mean, they were everywhere. They were hmm. Walmart. Uh, look up RoboForce and not the link because this is 
The RoboForce that the link goes to is to a company called Toyfinity that we've talked about quite a bit on here. Uh, he's a friend of the show that actually bought the RoboForce license as well as rocks, bugs, and things. Uh, he works alongside with uh, O'Neill Toys to do the Glio system. Um, but he created a RoboForce in this Glio system, which is really cool. It's like a little Lego-style system. And he has finally put out the original Mac Zero again with some updated details. So, yeah, I mean, I, I see... I see see what they look like they they have suction i i just don't remember this at all yeah uh, how about you rock do you remember that robo force not at all really? yeah these are drawing a complete blank i've never are seen you sure before. these were nationwide are you sure this oh, wasn't yeah. marketized no i mean i guess i i i can't say that because i didn't go around the nation when i was a kid but, I mean, most people, like, Pixel Dan's a big fan. He grew up on the East Coast, and they had mm -hmm. him out there. Like, it, I mean, it was a pretty big line. How about you, okay. Mark? Did you see RoboForce in um, Australia? I'm just looking at, I'm looking at the things. They, they seem familiar, but um, I don't remember them sort of crystal clear, if that makes any sense. Yeah. But the, no. the, the, they do look and sound familiar. Yeah, and I guess I'm, I mean, I was just a huge RoboForce junkie, which to your point, Lotus, normally a lot of the stuff I fell in love with was stuff that was clearanced everywhere. Cause that's oh, what yeah, my yeah, mom yeah, me would too. Buy me. me too. I mean, like the closest Star thing that I. Do you remember oh, yeah. Star Ears? Star Ears. No, I don't. I mean, the name doesn't ring the bell. Maybe let me, I can look I it up. Picture. I don't. Yeah, yeah. S T A R R. I O R S, like warriors, but with a, but with an S T. Like Starriors was a big thing because no, this was I Clarence. Don't. No, I don't remember. I don't remember these either. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So maybe it was hmm. a regional thing as far as distribution goes. Maybe us here on you know west of the Mississippi just got this stuff in droves and you guys didn't see very much over there. So who knows? But anyways, um, if you're interested in RoboForce, my friend, Dr. Peter Kent, uh, or Dr. Peter, stupid alias, angel alias, uh, Dr. John Kent is the owner of Toyfinity. And uh, right now it's low stock, um, 24 bucks plus shipping. I guarantee you, if you're a RoboForce fan, you will not be disappointed. But these don't have the suction cups. These no, ones that he's no, selling. These are all hard plastic. They're all based on the Glio system. So, um, I does it say what the part count is? Forty-one. Like, yeah, 41 individual parts go in to make up that thing. So it really is a building system, kind of like Lego. And okay. uh, and that's when you're into Glios, that's the big thing you're into is being able to take all these pieces and make your own thing. People, people have taken this independent building system and made like tron bikes and made godzilla and, you know over 
like I saw a Godzilla once that had like over 200 pieces and it was like a six, seven inch Godzilla, you know? So it, it really is a, a much more uh, creative building system than most of the toys we, we you, cover. You know, what's funny is we talked about these eggs, I don't know, maybe 20 shows ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. The <laughs> and they still have these eggs on here. <laughs> And that's like one of the first products he put out. So he, you know, this guy's just sitting on cases and cases of these in his garage. Like, fuck, people buy the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> They're four bucks, and no one wants the eggs. Yeah, and they're really awesome eggs. Like, if you're looking for like a toy style egg, like they're really well engineered. I have one. I bought his original series of mortals which are from rocks bugs and things but all right anyways moving on uh and again uh this third party i'm covering some stuff i kind of to include mark he's a big lego fan but just because i wanted to talk about this as well uh the stranger things lego set just launched at least for vip members currently but it's free to be a vip member so you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't worry about that. Uh, but they produce this uh, amazing little like eighty style commercial, which if you go to the link, you can watch that. Um, but the Stranger Things set is so cool. Uh, a little bit of spoilers here. Uh, if you haven't seen it, anybody on the show worried about a little bit of spoilers? No, I mean, I think we've all seen Stranger Things season one and season two, right? Everyone's caught up, right? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Mark? Uh, I've seen season one. I haven't started season two yet. Okay. It's on my list. But... This isn't season two. This is all season one. So just talking about the upside down. So if you've seen season one, you've seen the upside down. This is the coolest little set. It is the Strangers. It's Will's house. And then what they do is they literally make a mirror universe of it with different colored bricks and put more vines to make it the upside down house. And I just thought that was so smart because financially they're charging 200 bucks for this set. And oh, it's that much. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's twenty two hundred. Wow. It's it's the same Lego yeah. price, and it's like twenty two hundred pieces, right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't look to see how many pieces it was. I just yeah. saw the commercial. I thought it was incredible. Yeah. yeah. So it is. It's ten cents a piece, and now granted, they're using tons of little pieces, which they usually compensate for, but I'm sure the cost has a lot to do with the license. You know, they've got to have this license and shit like that. So it comes with eight minifigures. Uh, Hooper's uh, police cruiser, and then an exclusive demigorgon. So, when they say exclusive demigorgon, it sounds like they might be doing more Stranger Things sets, and this might be the only one you can get the demigorgon in, which yeah. is my favorite part of the show, just because I'm a monster guy. But I would have thought they would have at least had four, you know, all four bicycles, you know, cause the main thing yeah, about, that, you know, they, they, they were all riding with the walkie talkies and time. Yeah, that's, I agree. That, good point, Lotus. Yeah. But I think the set looks cool. I think they did a good job. 
And uh, I'm sure a lot of Lego fans, even if you're not a Lego fan, you're just a fan of the show. Um, For me, I just think the hype, you know, the hype kind of goes up and down. Mm -hmm. You know, Stranger Things season one, we had season two, and now season three is about to start. So I don't know. I I think season one was cool because it was something, you know, it was something new that we haven't seen before, but... Yeah, and then season two is okay, but I don't know. Don't you feel that it kind of, you know, maybe they should just leave it alone, or I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about it? It to me, it seemed like it burned too hot to begin yeah. with. Like if it would have been a slow, gradual thing, but like in the first couple of weeks, I heard from like three or four people like, "Why aren't you watching this?" And right. when you build that hype. And, and again, it's that whole thing with Netflix is you can binge, you can watch this entire series in one weekend and be done with it, you know? So, um, 200 bucks is a little pricey for me. I, I I joked on the group that, uh, maybe Mrs. McFavorite would go half. And I think if you could get your wife to be like, Let's build this as a family, you know, that <laughs> I would pay a hundred bucks for it if my wife's paying the other hundred bucks. <laughs> How about you, Mark? You're the you're the probably Legoist of the Lego fans here. What are your uh, thoughts on this? It's it's certainly on my list of ones to get. Um uh, but here it's gonna be closer to three hundred dollars. Oh, I forget uh, to about get it, that. So. Yeah. You know, I've got the, there are some other sets that are big sets that I want to get my hands on first before this one. So, but it'll, it's definitely on the list, and I'll, I'll try and pick it up at some point for sure. I like it. And just curious, not to put you on the spot, but I'd be curious what are what are some of those uh, larger sets you're thinking comes before this? Well, uh, um, obviously, you we've discussed this in the past about my current situation. So mm-hmm. one of the things on my list to get is the, uh, the UCS Falcon. Okay. Um, that one being the biggest and the most expensive because here they go for about $1,200. Yeah. Cause that you've set. got the shipping. So let's, well, that's, that's in store. If you go into a store, you're looking at $1,200 for, wow. to, to purchase it. So, you know, uh, that's one of the big ones that I need to get my hands back on again. <laughs> Now, is that common? So both examples, the sets have been about 50% more expensive than here in the States. Mm-hmm. Is that about normal? Like if we have a $20, $20 set here, it'll be 30 bucks for you guys there? Yeah, typically like stuff that you're getting for sort of the $20 mark, we're paying about $40 for it. Oh, wow. Wow. So... It's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hear that the prices in New Zealand, again, are slightly higher as well, but um, it'd be nice if they could keep something a bit more consistent. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it down just a little bit. So it, um, it's certainly not a, a I, I make jokes with friends, but it's certainly not a, a hobby for the kids anymore because it's just ridiculously priced. Even the smaller sets, like those, um, uh, the brickheads, the little cube guys they bring out, like they're almost, mm. they're, uh, when they first come out, they're usually about twenty dollars, twenty three dollars each. Oh wow, yeah, and they're to eight to ten dollars here, ten dollars yeah. out on the normal. So, so some places do them a bit cheaper, 
but the average price is about yeah, 20. Like I, I recently picked up, I'll, I'll spoil my what I got recently, but um, <laughs> they've got a speed, a speed champions line that they do uh, where they do like, um, yeah, like that's really cool. a series of cars. Um, like the car on their own average price is about $22 for a car. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that, those those speed champions are really neat. I mean, I, I when when our toys when we had Toys R Us over here, I used to always look at the display because the display was really cool. The way they had all the cars lined up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're really really nice. But again, like I said, to buy one of those, the car on its own, it's you know they they're twenty two dollars for essentially a small set. So mm. you know, yeah. it's one of those things. But yeah. we do it. Because of the cost, we do it because it's something we love. So <laughs> exactly. So you people. No, no the, addiction is cheap. You people in the states, quit bitching. It could be a hell of a lot worse. Uh, <laughs> uh, Asus Film Models uh, releases three and three quarter Star Wars figures. So a uh, Spanish company, Asus Film Models, known for making custom star wars figures these are made from resin and hand painted these sets are extremely limited these figures come at a price uh but if you're a vintage card collector who wants to add all new figures to your collection from the sequel trilogy which hasbro will never make then the asus figures may be of interest to you so these are really crazy little figures. Um, I don't know if anybody, well, if you were following the Force Awakens news as they released it, this one puppet with like this old man that's like a worm or a snail, I don't know what you want to call him, and had tons of boxes piled up on him. This is what they used to tout that The Force Awakens was going to be, oh, it's going to be uh, uh, live action. We're going we're gonna to do practical effects whenever we can. They uh, brought this guy out as uh, practical effects. So it was an actor inside this body. Um, so that was kind of big for that initial promotion. And then we have some weird guy in like a mech shoulder suit thing um as well as some droids as well and they look really well done uh cards look a little thick to blend in with your your normal stuff but the figures themselves look absolutely amazing um now again resin is not plastic um it doesn't look like these are necessarily posable. The one guy in the mech suit looks... Oh, yeah, his arms move. But the other guy doesn't look like to have any movement, unfortunately. But if you're a vintage collection fan, especially if you're a prequel fan, or even if you're just a obscure character fan, uh, maybe these are what you've been looking for in Star Wars figures all along. And I just think it's kind of cool that these are the, I mean, we've had third-party figures in the past, but they're more like trying to bootleg things, like trying to bootleg a carded Boba Boba Fett rocket-firing figure or something like that, or not bootleg, I should say knockoff. These are bootlegs. These are taking something that's never been developed, 
trying to develop them and put them in the same style thing that'll go along with the rest of your collection. So give a little bit more props to this than trying to straight knock something off. They're absolutely beautiful, and the sculpting is absolutely amazing. Yeah, like, I mean the amount of uh-huh. the amount of paint apps that had to go into this. I mean, they you're getting what you pay for. I mean, they are pricey, but yeah. between that and the packaging, you would never know that this wasn't authentic. I mean, except for you know, obviously they never made it before, but yeah. they they look great. Well, and the only reason why you would know that they're not authentic is because they look too good. Like they look too good to be Star Wars figures. Yeah, yeah they're not cross-eyed. Or... <laughs> um, oh, and then okay, so another rant time for uh, uh, Slick McFavorite here, Marauder debacle. So, um, and what we've got, you may have min- you may have noticed, and most likely not, that uh, I never received my Marauder canine and exosuit uh kickstarter that i was really excited about if if you don't know me i'm an exosuit fanatic like anything that's an exosuit or uh or a mech suit or anything like that i'm all about so when uh marauder john uh, announced that uh marauder toy runners were going to be doing exosuits via kickstarter i was all in without actually being all in. I uh I just I did a pretty small order. I did 72 bucks. I got one exosuit, a white one for the homage from the snake armor. And then I got two dogs. I got a regular German shepherd and I got a husky. So basically, I got a military and a police dog. Um uh, they had some shipping issues at the end of 2018 and they were just like, everybody, please be patient. We're trying to get them out there as fast as we can. I noticed about the end of February, like shit, I never got this. And everybody I follow online had gotten there. So I emailed them and I'm like, I'm not sure what happened. I was trying to be patient. I finally looked at my tracking. They, they're like, my tracking said it got delivered two months before it got delivered in December. And I was like, what the fuck? I'd never got it. And, you know, and I, I bring in a lot of boxes, but I've gotten much better, especially while I was unemployed. I was unemployed during that time. I've gotten a lot better with like getting boxes in, opening things up, taking inventory, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, So never got that. So I wrote them. I'm like, hey, I'm so sorry. I was trying to be patient. I never got my box. Is there anything we can do with this? And they're like, well, they gave me this spiel. Like, we have satisfied the requirements of Kickstarter. We mailed your boxes. It shows that your tracking order was received and that you received your item. So that's the extent but let us see what we can do. Awesome. You know, good looking out. You're a small company. You know, you, you should probably take care of your customers. Never heard back from them. Uh, when I do these kind of customer service emails, I, I set myself a reminder for a month and say, did I hear anything a month later? Never heard anything. I emailed them back like, hey, never heard from you guys. Like, it's a small order, I know. I'm sorry to be such a pain. Just totally passive, like, anything you can do to help. I'm unemployed because at the time I was still unemployed. 
anything you can do. It's not a huge order, I understand, but being unemployed, it's kind of a big deal to me. So finally, about a week later, I heard back from them and like, well, we've done, we, we've done, uh, what we needed. They reiterated the, we've met Kickstarter's requirements. You're not do anything, that kind of thing, but we'll see what we can do for you again. And I was like, okay, thank you so much for your help. So again, set myself another reminder for a month. And came back, they never reached out to me. So I reached out to them again and said, you know, and I include all of these communications in my, in my email. Like, it's not like they don't know what's going on or anything. They've seen every communication that I've sent them for three months now. And, uh, and I was like, never heard anything, blah, blah, blah. They email me back the day, uh, the day after saying, Actually, we had a team meeting. Your order was brought up in our team meeting. And unfortunately, we're not going to be able to send out a replacement order. We just have too many orders coming in. And unfortunately, we're not going to be able to do that. And it just kind of ticked me off. If they would have looked at my account with them, if they would have looked at my Kickstarter None of the information has changed. It's all identical across the account with their store and the account with Kickstarter and all of this. They might have seen that I was all in on their first two fucking things. I spent $1,300 with them on their first two Kickstarters. I spent over $500 with them on their store. And they're saying they can't replace a stolen package, whether it was stolen or not. Our, our mailmen are awful here. It was probably delivered to another address and marked as delivered, and it went to somebody else. And some asshole opened up some toys and said, oh, look, here's a little dog toy, and gave it to their kid or something, you know. But the fact that they wouldn't do their research and see that I've spent almost $2,000 with them over 12 years, and they're just like, nope, sorry, fuck you, is... Well, uh, I mean, that's, that's why, and that's why I, I say, you know, these companies are all here to make money. You know, I, know. I don't care how much fan uh, bullcrap, you know, oh, support this and support mm -hmm. that. Bullshit. You don't have to support anything. Yeah. You know, these are just companies trying to make money. They don't really care about the fans. They're just there. They're there to make money. And that's the way it is. It's yeah. all about capitalism and it's their business. It is a business and that's it. So one of the things I put in that last email is we on our podcast have supported your company. Do a search for Marauder on our website and see how many times your company has come up in our show. And Marauder has come up 83 times in our podcast. We have covered Marauder John's products 83 times in the last 12 years. Yeah. And still crickets from them. They mm -hmm. don't fucking care. And that drives me absolutely insane. I still have an open fucking Kickstarter with them that I'm just like, I, 
it's awful. I fucking want their product. I want their stupid exosuit and dog product that I ordered, but I don't want to give them another fucking penny of my money. I mean, they've been absolutely amazing, but like you say, Lotus, it, it really is. It just turns into, no, that means that'll cost us. What will that cost them? Probably $28 or something, you know, yeah. when you really think of the materials plus, plus the cost of shipping or something. to yeah. send. I mean, it, it is, they should have looked at your account. So I'm with you 100%. They should have looked at your account and, t- and if, if it really did get to a team meeting, quote unquote, yeah, I'm using air exactly. quotes right now. If it, yeah. if your order was brought up on the table in front of all of the folks that work there in <laughs> this long table yeah. with Herman Miller chairs <laughs> a, with the cherry wood mahogany table. Should we honor this uh, slick McFavorite? Um, I don't know. You know, I mean, this is come on. You know, I, I, I honestly think, unfortunately, it was probably just, this person that was replying to you, I don't know if it was the same person, if it was actually, you know, a person. Was it a person's the first, name? The first one was Marauder John. So he's the owner of the company. But ever and since think that it was first really reply, replying or ever since that reply, it's been not a signature at all. So right. I don't so know. it's just an. It's just a yeah. random, you know, someone making 10 bucks an hour, you know, kind Maybe. of a thing. Or it's his daughter or his wife. You know, these, these yeah. operations are usually pretty small, but yeah. yeah. So just a little vent there. Still buy their, I'm not saying don't even buy their product. I'm just letting you know that that was kind of fucked up and I needed to rant about it. So, all right. End of store report. Oh, did I hear it? I heard a deep breath. Anybody want to say anything? Well, as a person who's had packages, you know, taken off their porch and whatnot, if you, I mean, I completely believe that you didn't get it. The thing is, if you were going to claim a package didn't get delivered, one that you'd have to say is when you got your first uh, delivery on the all-in package, like that would be one where I could say them understanding, hey, we can't. You know, send you out seven hundred dollars worth of toys. Exactly, yeah. but this is a couple of figures. It's it's pretty disappointing. <laughs> I mean, I, I I'm I would be completely aggravated as well. I completely get where you're coming from. Yeah, I'm just surprised they can't do something about that. No, and it's not that they can't. They don't want to, and and maybe they get scammed by people a lot, saying I know you know if. Five percent of your orders say they didn't receive them. That's people trying to scam you. You know the post office is much better than that. You know, but what if you uh, what if you go to one of these? You know, what if you go to wherever they're located and you find out that Marauder John is actually a toy, just living somehow. He got struck by lightning, and the toy <laughs> the toy came to life, and it's. He's literally just a toy sitting there, you know, and maybe maybe he feels those other toys are his children and he can't give another one away. And I don't know. There could be another story to this. I'll strap a M80 to his back and send him on yeah, his way. Strap, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just like small soldiers. 
All right. Uh, store, store report. Uh, prepare for the worst when it comes to your Jabba Palace adventure playset. So if people don't know what we're talking about, uh, right at the time that they announced the skiff and all the other fun things to go along with the uh, Jabba sales barge that was funded. Why am I seeing lingerie ads? Anybody else seeing lingerie ads? <laughs> uh, <anyways>. No. <laughs> um, so what made this thing an amazing value was it was a playset that included two carded vintage collection figures. So uh, you got a raise, which is a raise which is the three-eyed guy from Jabba's Palace. And then you also got a Han and Carbonite. So you got him in his, uh, like, his brown pants and, and white undershirt and then a Carbonite block. Um, so that was the biggest thing was, like, oh, shit, this playset is really only, like, 24 bucks because you get two carded vintage collection figures with it. Well, people have started to re receiving them, and the Rays, which they've released before, this is not the first time, this is a re-release of that figure, is like pristine. It's like, it's like held in the box along with all these extra plastic parts, like away from it. So even if your box gets dinged, like that carded figure is perfect. Whereas the one that people really care about, the Han Solo with Carbonite that's never been released, uh, is just getting mangled because it's loose in the box with all the plastic pieces. So just a heads up, if you're if you're into that carded thing and you're looking for, you know, you're looking for a perfect carded figure, this Han may not end up being that way. Although in the in the pictures that they took for this gallery on Jedi Temple Archives, theirs looks to be pretty pristine. But and now the worst news is they're reporting that uh, this thing uh, got posted for pre-order and sold out almost immediately, same day of on Walmart.com. Uh, Walmart has said that they will be shipping off a select amount to a select amount of stores. So basically going to short pack this thing and who knows where it's going to go. Uh, right now, this will not be offered for sale again. So I don't know who this would be the corner, like a, a cornerstone of their collection. But if you want it, Keep an eye out for it. Uh, they said they possibly might order more of them. But uh, normally you don't order more of an exclusive. You know, we've all seen it with the reissue Transformers and some of the Walmart stuff is once it's gone, it's gone. Yep. Uh, Rock, you doing these like I know you like the vintage stuff. Are you doing these? Like, this never before appeared in the vintage line, but it's in a vintage box, so I have to buy it kind of thing. It's really, if I, if I do come across it, I'll buy it. I mean, I have a couple of Comic-Cons coming up lately and a, a toy show, 
So if I see it, it's not like, you know, double what it was on the store shelf, I might pick it up. But um, I'm just, what I don't understand is when they make it exclusive like this, you know it's going to be pretty hot. I'm just surprised they don't make more of them. Unless they just feel like, because they get burned by some of the other ones, like the TIE Fighter and things like that. I don't I don't understand why they never have the right supply and demand <laughs> on these things, ever. Well, that's exactly right. It's just like the TIE Fighter, where they think, oh my god, this is going to be the most popular thing ever. And then it might be the most popular thing ever if you didn't order 700,000 of them. You know, if you ordered a hundred thousand of them and put them out in select Walmarts, they would fly off the shelf because primarily probably people would scalp them and that kind of shit. But, you know, just like the TIE Fighter, I've seen them on clearance at every single Walmart around me except for mine. So I just think they're not willing to take that chance. And now we all get fucked because they're like, oh, only order 50,000 of those, you know. Um, let's see, 2009, May the 4th, make and take. Uh, so I didn't even know this was happening. I'm like a religious Lego follower, and I didn't even know this was going on. But during uh, May the 4th, Lego stores hosted a make and take where you got to build the Tantive 4. So uh, for those uninitiated or maybe not into specifics, that's the, uh, that's the starship at the beginning of Star Wars, A New Hope, the original one, where Princess Leia is trying to smuggle the plans for the Death Star. Um, super, super cute little build here. How many does it give a brick count in the article? No. Um, but a small, uh, Tantive fighter, uh, and why we posted this is it actually shares the part counts and what parts you need. So if you're a Lego enthusiast, or maybe you're not, and you don't know about BrickLink, BrickLink is basically the eBay or the Amazon or the Walmart of Legos. Um, there are stores on there across the world that stock Lego parts. Some of them have 5 million Lego parts. Some of them have a thousand. Um, so you got to kind of pick and choose. All of them have different rules and guidelines and stuff like that. But if you missed out on this uh, make and take, uh, you've got all the parts you need here to order on BrickLink. You could probably get this thing for... 10 bucks or something and make this cool little model. Uh, do you have any make and take events in Australia, Mark? Uh, honestly, I'm not too sure. We only have, um, or near where I am, all I've got is a, a discovery center, they call it, um, here in Melbourne, where there is a small store attached to it, but I don't typically go in there to do to check on events and stuff because, again, it's usually on the expensive side. Um, but it's got, like, an exhibition that's attached to it that you can walk through if you've got kids. Um, the only official store we have is in a different state, so <laughs> I'm not sure if they do it there. I haven't heard anything. I would say if it's part of the Lego stores, they possibly do. Hmm. Uh, but I myself don't, uh, don't go in there because, again, because it's only one shop in the area, they tend to get packed pretty quick. 
Um, and I'm not a big fan of standing in lines or around lots of like crowded areas like that. <laughs> so unless I can get in and out before the crowd start, I, I don't go in. <laughs> Rock, do you have official stores around you at all? Like official we have stores? One- yeah, we have one in our mall, and then the only other one I know is in uh, Times Square. We're not Times Square, Rockefeller Center, okay. right next to the Christmas tree. And there's normally an hour to an hour and a half line to get into that store in Just December. Just shop? So that's wow, the, wow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've never gotten into it. We don't have the patience. So. Yeah. And we've done make and takes at the Lego stores here, and they are super, super fucking crowded even here. And we have, we have three Lego stores within fifteen miles of us, every direction. Uh, we would normally do these make and takes at Toys R Us back when Toys R Us was here, and those would be fun. There'd probably be about ten kids or so building these at any one time. And that's normally where we would do these events. But yeah, like I say, I didn't even know this one was happening until uh, Peter posted on the site because he wanted to get this. And this thing that's free. Now, again, all they give you is the pieces, a little Ziploc baggie, and then the instructions that we can see here uh, when you do these things. And this thing is $30 on ebay right now this is (laughs) and when it was toys r us these things are worthless i have make and takes to sell that mckenzie doesn't want anymore and i'm like i'll sell them and if i and when i sell them i'll give you the money kind of thing no one will buy them for even like eight ten bucks because when they were at toys r us i guess it was super easy to get them but now that they're only at lego stores Now they're becoming a valuable thing. Uh, Just sounds like Lego in general, though. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. They want to present themselves as a luxury brand of toys, Mm. even though though they've been in the toy aisles for fucking 50 years. I just don't get it, but. Um, let's see, Target exclusives. We want to talk about exclusives. I haven't checked the secondary market prices on these, but I know I've been hunting them now for a week, and it's just absolutely ridiculous. So, um, for the uninitiated, uh, Target released a wave of exclusive figures called the Reaction Collection. These are six figures, Luke Darth Vader, Leia, Han Solo, Chewie, and a Stormtrooper, all on original vintage card backs and the vintage molds. Uh, Super slight variations to keep people from trying to pass them off as originals, except for the weapons, so please be careful if you're trying to buy weapons. Nowadays, you may run into these reaction collection weapons. So they are releasing these six. They are releasing a vintage collection three and three quarter Han Solo and Stormtrooper outfit. So when they dive into the, they dive into the trash compactor. You know when they're in the prison scene in the original Star Wars, it's uh, Han Solo and Stormtrooper uh, outfit with helmet. 
And then the Black Series 6-inch Luke and Stormtrooper disguise. So it's a Black Series Stormtrooper with Luke head. And it's actually a really good-looking Luke head because his hair's all slicked back like it is in the trash compactor. Um, I finally saw it in person the other day. Um, looks really good. And then the big one was the Tarkin. They re-released an old uh, uh, Milton Bradley Star Wars game and then put a carded Grand Moff Tarkin, which is, this is the first time and then a character like Grand Moff Tarkin, super important character, was released on a vintage card. Had the Star Wars community going fucking batshit crazy. It had a street date. It was May 12th. That was last Sunday. Um, I went out at 7.30 in the morning on Sunday, on Mother's Day, to go try to find these figures. They showed them in stock. They couldn't find them anywhere. They said, here's the shelf they should be on. They're not there. Here's where they are in the stock room. They're not there. Nobody can find them. So it turns the fuck out that all of these exclusive exclusives are part of a Father's Day promotion. And they're, they're in a little like weird s- subsection of the men's clothing. And and it took, that's where they were. Yeah. It took someone locally to say, these are not in the toy section. They're not in electronics. They're in the men's clothing section under a father's day banner thing. And, uh, finally found where they're being held. I have been to five different target stores over the last week. They all show them in stock. Only one goddamn target has been able to show me where they are and give them to me to buy five different targets and they bring their managers over they bring the electronics they bring the toy section guy like well we're not supposed to sell stuff out of the back and the manager says these are street date of this they should be be able to be sold if we can find and no one can fucking find them they're not stocked on the men's thing, so people that are looking for these don't get, don't feel like you've missed out. One store even said they're getting a new shipment this weekend of them. Now, on top of all of this retro craziness, these are only exclusive to Target until the fall. In the fall... They're going to be on BBTS and Entertainment Earth and any other online website you go to. So don't be like me, especially my broke-ass ankle. I've been walking across Targets, looking in men's (laughs) sections for fucking five different stores. And they won't sell me the toys that they show they have in stock. What did you so what did you find? Okay, so I did I did get a full case at one store. A full case. And then one store, uh, without even having to ask, they actually had that men's section fully stocked. And I was able to get an extra of Darth Vader, Princess Leia, and Han Solo. Yeah, because mine yesterday, I went there. I went to the toy section, nothing. Then I went to that area where they have the Funko Pops, nothing. So then I asked the guy who was actually stocking. 
He goes, oh, uh, if it's retro, it's going to be over in the men's section. So I'm like, no, no, I'm talking about toys. He goes, no, no, retro collection. He's like, uh, go buy the men's clothing. I went there, and I was like, oh, nobody yeah. knows about this. And I went there. They had two dozen <laughs> of the Han Solos. They had maybe four or five of Luke Skywalkers. And then I'm like, nothing else. But, yeah, that's uh, that's what I've been seeing now on the boards. You got to ask me electronics or yeah, men's clothing. It. And and like I say, they've shown them in stock and still can't find them. And I don't know. I'm looking for them. I have all the real ones here. And I'm still a jackass. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm looking for them like crazy. And I don't know why. But it's like, I feel like it's like FOMO. Feel, you know, fear of missing out. Like, I, not, I need to get them even though I have the originals. I don't know. But the, I, I don't know. Something about it. Well, and the big thing I was worried about is they have these big, ugly three-inch stickers. You you think about a six-by-nine carded figure, there's a three-by-three three sticker on the card that says Retro Collection. And so I've seen people post pictures without that sticker. And I was like, okay. So one of the first ones I bought, I tried to take off that sticker and then it, it's like taking off like a Ross or a TJ Maxx sticker. It just keeps peeling up and you can't get a really good pull on it so i have you're doing how how are you doing it so i i i scrape up the edge and then i slowly pull out and up which makes the sticker use no use your same technique but just take a take your hair dryer and yep. uh, just take the hair dryer, and it'll loosen the glue right up, and they'll oh, pop right off. But you have to do it on those figures. You got to do it on the back of the card because if you do it on the front, you're going to loosen, and the bubble's going to pop off. Oh. Well, yeah, you definitely have to wait. You got to be careful. I yeah, mean, you got to do it from the back. Heat the back of it. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. everybody in the Star Wars the glue is already talking about it. <laughs> well, I mean, I've used that technique to take vintage stickers off of you know oh, boxes that have been. Yeah, oh. I mean, you know, like not, I wouldn't take like a Toys R Us sticker off, but if it's like something that I don't recognize, I sometimes I like to clean up the box and just take it off. So good fucking advice, thank you guys. Because yeah, I just I want a set, no sticker, but a full set. And then I need I need a Leia, a Han, and a Farm Boy Luke. I don't have vintage versions of those. So, okay. Well, right on. Good looking out, guys. I'm gonna try that manana. Just be just be careful, like like Rock said. Just be careful with anywhere near the bubble. Yeah. Well, like Rock's saying, I think that's a good idea to do it from the back because these are. They're not as thin as people were making them out to seem. Like people are like, "Oh my god, these cards are like paper thin." I I didn't think they were paper thin, but they are thinner cards. So doing it from the back will probably help. Um, all right, online Snake Mountain and Entertainment Earth. So we talked about this earlier. This is a six hundred dollar playset that must pass one hundred percent to get made. Entertainment Earth, we talked about Big Bad Toy Store had it, but Entertainment Earth has it. Now, this is a way to save $60 on this. So to save 10% on it, Entertainment Earth is only charging $90 to ship this instead of $150. And they're the same cost as 
Super 7. The best thing about this, you don't have to pay anything up front with the entertainment pre-order. With Super 7, you either have to choose their payment plan or you have to pay for it all up front, whether it happens or not. So even if it doesn't happen, they'll refund your money, but they still want to take fucking $750 out of your account as soon as you place the order. So if you're on the if you're on the fence, if again saving you ten percent in shipping costs will help you, well make plus sales tax right because I mean Susan Super Seven do they charge sales tax? Oh, I didn't think about that because BBTS it, everybody else charges sales tax right? Entertainment Earth I don't think they do right. I that's what I don't remember if they do or not. Interesting. Because, yeah, BBTS, especially most states, for me, I know I get charged sales tax now with BBTS. Um, I'm trying to add this. Yes, Entertainment Earth at least is charging me tax. So, and Super 7 will probably, I would assume, would charge me tax too. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. Like you said, still, still a little bit extra savings, you know. Yeah, because that sales tax is $45. That's not Mm -hmm. a fucking joke, which Lotus knows all about. Um, Let's see here. MP Black Arachnia talking about sales tax and where to order from. Hasbro Pulse, as well as all American resellers, have it for $139.99. Is it still available on Amazon MP? Yeah, I'm sure it is. is. Yep. So you can get it right now on uh, Amazon Japan, which will ship to the United States for, what was it, 119 or 115 depending. I assume that's probably... Well, I mean, and and you gotta... It's the same thing. Amazon Japan doesn't charge until it's actually shipped, so... As long as the yen holds strong to the dollar, <laughs> no, I mean that's I'm, I'm being no, serious. it is no, if, it if is. it changes, then yes, it can be one hundred and forty dollars. Yeah, in this day and age, you're absolutely right. That is an important thing. Well, and that's what I'm curious. So, if you didn't know, if you haven't been following the times, uh, Trump is putting tariffs on everything we get from China. It was this yep. huge concern right in the beginning when he announced these with the toy community and then just seemed to taper off. And I don't know if this is because people knew it or not. I didn't know it. But toys have not been tariffed yet. It was only the latest tariffs that he enacted literally Friday, like three days ago. Those are the tariffs that now place a 25% tax on toys. This is the first time this is the first time the tariffs have hit toys. So now Hasbro has to pay 25% more for every single case of toys that they fucking import into the United States. Yeah. And, and so you, basically basically come come January there's going to be a big difference oh in the God. retail price <laughs> of everything. <laughs> yeah. People tripped out when deluxes went to 15 bucks and then to yep. 20, you're going to yep. shit yourself. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. <laughs> 
I, and then how about you, Mark? You get masterpieces sometimes, right? Or at least some third-party stuff in the past? Um, I, I, I used to get them. Um, but again, I used to get them through... Uh, a lot of stuff I used to purchase through Big Bad Toy Store and things of that nature. Oh, um, still through them. I thought it might be cheaper to just go down the go down the eastern pacific coast i guess you would call it um no well i mean yeah again with my buying habits and stuff like that for me i found it easy just to go online and get it um we did see some in store but again prices wasn't that much cheaper going in and actually getting it to be honest than it was to to just import it from again big bad toy store or something like that a company like that interesting um let's see galaxy edge exclusive it should be exclusives in an app so uh if you're not familiar if you're ever looking for disney exclusives there's a entire app that is made so if you went to disneyland and you forgot to buy something or maybe it was too big and you didn't think you wanted to ship it home they have an app where you can order those exclusives and have them shipped to you super reasonable shipping it's like 750 for 50 bucks or less and 15 bucks for 50 dollars or more uh so pretty reasonable flat rate shipping uh the big thing that people asked when they announced these three three packs of six inch black series figures uh was are they going to be available on the app and originally they said no and maybe that's still the case but uh eagle-eyed yak face has said that they uh they do show these coming in through the app they're just not for sale yet and there's no product images or anything like that so I mean, there, there's an update on here saying that Shop Disney Parks app is going to be discontinued on May 31st, and they're oh. going to have a new <laughs> Shop Disney app. So oh, yeah, you may not so. be able to even get these through the Shop Disney app once that's, you know, so. Yeah. Thank you, Lotus. I didn't even see that update. I appreciate that. Uh, because, yeah, maybe once they uh, reconcile everything, they're like, no, these aren't supposed to be on the app. So good point, Lotus. But. I would still say they're probably going to be available through the app. But um, BBTS has had some huge uh, listings, at least in regard to the four, uh, four greatest action figure franchises of the 80s and all time. First up, Motu. If you missed out on some of those uh, later uh, Masters of the Universe Classics figures, including the very expensive classics rotar and twistoid two-pack from san diego comic-con 2015 that's available for pre-order right now for only 40 bucks if you're a new adventures he-man fan the new adventures skeletor is only 20 we've got tuscador for 25 bucks the ones i think i thought would sell a lot better are these older filmation uh classics figures like clawful and you have lizard man um i thought those would sell a lot faster since everybody's getting into the filmation series but they're still available um lots and lots of other figures including uh strong i bought that actually at powercon 
Um, lots of filmation stuff if you're going down that line, but lots of cool figures as well, like the Classics King Chubla. He's like a Yeti-style figure. One of my favorite figures in line, just because of his weird proportions and shit. Uh, so check that out. Again, openyourtoys.com. Top of the page, show notes. It'll have links directly to this. Um, and Mark, what is your... So I know you collect constructs only because they're masters. Uh, where does your yes. master's allegiance start and end? What do you? Where do you draw the line? Do you buy everything, nothing? Um. Well, uh, at this stage, it's purely just the mega construct stuff. Okay. Uh, as far as other toys and stuff go, I'm not going down that rabbit hole just yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I've um. Uh, I've had to uh, refine my collecting habits at the moment. So there's only a couple things I'm into uh, at the moment, but as those things finish, then I'll, I'll look at other, other lines later. And um, when I'd you... like to have a master's collection, but again, I'm not ready to go down there just yet. Exactly. And when you were hog wild back in the day, did you do classics at all or was it just vintage? Uh, it was just vintage stuff that I, okay. I was getting. Like if I if I found a lot of loose figures, loose vehicles, things of that nature, that's sort of what I was picking up as I found them. So, but that was about the strength of it. Okay. Uh, for Star Wars, they've listed a lot of exclusives here. So we get the Walmart exclusive uh, six-inch do-back with Sand Trooper. We get the Target exclusive. Uh, Solo, a Star Wars story, Chewbacca with his cool goggles. Also, the Target exclusive Moloch, which I have no idea why they would ever make that figure to begin with. And then you get uh, some of the other figures uh, from the main line that just have not sold well. If you're a Kylo Ren fan, you can get a Kylo Ren Black Series 6-inch super articulated figure right now for 6 bucks. And they only charge a $4 flat rate shipping. So if you skip that figure and you've got a 10 spot burning in your pocket, go buy yourself a Kylo Ren. It's a really good figure, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of those, the, the Motu figures, my uh-huh. ThinkGeek had a lot of the ones that were listed on that sale for Big Bad Toy Store in stock. So there must be a real overstock on those. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of feeling too. I've seen I not not a ton of those, but I've seen some of those at my uh GameStop. So we don't have Think Geeks here. Drives me absolutely fucking nuts. People post Think Geek stuff all the time and I'm like fuck you we have like <laughs> little tiny toy sections and little tiny game stops here you know it does have a lot of great stuff but every time i've gone in there i've looked at stuff and i'm like you know i really like this i like this but i haven't bought anything i'd say 25 percent of the store is pop vinyl uh, <laughs> but there's a lot of cool stuff there like they had these uh the robotech figures i haven't seen anywhere else they're not the reaction ones they're the new ones, the new like five, six inch ones. Yes, the yeah, articulated ones. Yeah, yeah, they had those. But you know, I was tempted, but you know, I passed on it. But they do have a lot of cool stuff. It's a nice store. Yeah. I I look forward to going to one when I'm in a city that has one. 
Uh, Lotus, you do walkthroughs a lot, are, and I see that. Is that a Think Geek store or is that a GameStop store that you're going to? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a GameStop, um, and then the other. There's two stores. They're right next to each other: GameStop and Think Geek. Oh, okay. So they kind of partner up on the space. Are they completely well? It's two separate? two completely separate stores. Oh, they don't there's have two sets oh, of entrances. Yeah, it's. So, I mean, it's a full Think Geek and a full GameStop. See, and our best GameStop, our large one, that's not just a strip shopping center like closet GameStop, is has a wide open door to a Barnes & Noble, which I think a lot of people have that situation where their Barnes & Noble is connected to a GameStop. But mm-hmm. I don't think so. I mean, we, we have Barnes & Nobles here, and no they're just... No, there's no. They're usually just standalone stores inside, you know, uh, a shopping mall kind of a thing. Rock same yeah, way. That's the way it is by me. Is that just yeah? Standalone? Mine's connected. Oh. Yeah, it's connected to the mall. It's out just outside the mall. Uh-huh. It's kind of like that um, outdoors. They try to do like the uh, the way you see a lot of the outlets now, where it's more open air shopping. Yeah. But yeah, it's connected to the mall, but just outside of it. Huh. And not a GameStop in sight. Oh, no, there's a GameStop and Think Geek are probably 200 yards apart in the mall. Because oh, our mall is shaped, like a, it's like shaped like a cross, I would say. Uh-huh. And then there's like anchor stores on the end of each one. Like there's a Sears and a Macy's. But, yeah, the, I mean, they're really close together within, you know, a two-minute walk, basically, GameStop and Think Geek. So crazy, kind of redundant. Yeah. Mark, you have any of those three stores? down under um no like i said uh, for all our games yeah yeah we've got eb games we got yeah we've got zing and and that's i mean there's other little sort of uh uh, what do you call it sort of one-off shops that do similar things as well but nothing like chain related as such interesting um last up for bbts uh they're also having their spring sale right now uh nothing really groundbreaking here except for they did drop their masterpiece shattered glass optimus prime this is an mp so this is mp10 with the trailer for only 90 bucks and i'm going to be pulling the trigger on that finally they've had it for 100 bucks for the last couple years they dropped another ten bucks on it, and I'm all about it. Again, I'm a, I'm a club fanboy. Um, I wish they would have done the trailer differently. The uh, trailer that the club did said something till all we destroy instead of till all or one or something like that. But, uh, anyways, this is this is finally going to be in my collection. Uh, just not quite yet. I get paid on the first, so hopefully it doesn't sell out before then. <laughs> um, and then the other real like standout I wanted to point out here is they still have Hexatron, which uh, is the MMC, more I'd say the chug scale uh, six changer. And uh, 
to me, one of the best third-party figures ever made. A lot of the reviews say the same thing until people kind of progressed into MP scale. But it's only 70 bucks. Like, that thing was like 150 or... At one point on secondary market, it got ridiculous because it sold out. They re-released it they in a different version then they re-released the original version and this is the original version so again talking about four dollars uh flat rate shipping get yourself one of the best third-party toys ever made for 74 bucks you won't be disappointed all right oh black series wave 29 sorry game bright and shinies um let's see super seven deep cuts so uh super seven released a a whole new wave of reaction those are the uh three and three quarter five point of articulation figures uh that they are calling deep cuts now the first one's not too deep it's just the toy hordak so you would expect that but then we get crazy like man-at-arms and black and white armor or gray armor and that's supposed to represent the movie man-at-arms if you haven't ever seen the 87 movie they're kind of in these blue and gray jumpsuits uh we get a blue uh merman and god what was this blue merman from i think it was like from a game where they uh, had a merman and he was blue. Uh, we get mini comic Ram Man. So that's the orange, red, and brown. Uh, we get a slime pit or zombie He-Man in translucent green. So that thing looks amazing. That's like the one I'm in for. Uh, we get the green goddess. Uh, which is... Uh, it's a Tila repaint or uh, redeco. And that's from the original mini comic series, the first year of mini comics. So uh, deep cuts, kind of. Uh, what pisses me off is they they mentioned a Stinkor in the ad, and he's not in here. They just put coming soon next to him. Uh, Stinkor is one of my favorite masters characters of all time. Anybody do these reaction? Rock, do you do these because they look like vintage Star Wars figures? Anything like that? I have the Predator, Terminator, Karate Kid. I have a lot of them. Oh. I normally try to get like from some of the obscure ones, like one from each movie. Uh, but I, I do want to get these. But the only thing is, I have a hard time paying fifteen dollars yeah, for those things. It's rough. When a NECA figure is like twenty three for a deluxe, <laughs> and it's like comes with so much stuff, and like this thing is fifteen. <laughs> but I do want to get the Planet of the Ape ones. But yeah, if I do see the He Man ones, there's a couple I do want to pick up. But I'm trying to hold off till I go to like the Comic Cons where you see more of them. And Mark, nothing like this, right? No reaction crap. No, no, I don't. I mean, they look cool, but no, nah, I'm not not going down there. They're a bit bit on the expensive side for what they are here. So I can imagine, even if if you're having to pay more than us, then that makes them even more ridiculous. <laughs> 
Um, club shipping delays. So the club dropped their uh, GI Joe sale to thirty percent off, and that that looked to be like a lot of people's like that's where I'm going in because uh, they got so busy they've announced that their shipping is at least a week out. So it looks like that thirty percent really got some people ordering some stuff. All right, finally on to what we got, Lotus. What you got? You got anything, Lotus? Um, I mean, you know, I, I got the, uh, I was, we're talking about world's smallest transformers, uh, you know, opened up that, uh, series two case and, uh, that's about it. And have you started the hunt for the ones you're yes. missing? Yeah, okay, I've started, I've, pay, I've already started paying, uh, some very hefty fees. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately these figures are basically $50, $60 each. I mean, it is what it is. What are you going to do? You know, yeah. I came late late to the party, and I got into them, and I want to complete a set because that's my mental OCD at this point for collecting. And uh, you know what? I mean, I'll be happy once I have all of them. But, yeah, it is kind of frustrating that, you know, trying to, trying to hunt them down and paying, you know, the aftermarket price. But it is what it is. What are you going to do, you know? Yeah. Well, I give you props for collecting completest style two of my favorite collections in my entire collection if there was things i would get rid of my wst and my 25th joes would be probably the last of five things five subset collections that i'd get rid of so and it's just so fun because they're so small so you can Dude, just put them all amazing. on one shelf yeah, you, you know you can have you know and you know the funny thing is is if you take a picture of them you can zoom in and like you wouldn't even know that they're you know that they're not generation one transformers you know yeah. they're just that good you know yep i completely agree all right rock what about you you pick up any uh any new turds i mean toys <laughs> <laughs> well you know what after seeing Lotus's video and you know how i love vintage packaging uh, i reached out to him to, to take some doubles off his hands so i did get for the world's smallest transformers i got a bumblebee and a red alert nice but then after i saw a series one packaging i had to get a series two packaging <laughs> so then I went online and I got a drop. So Sideswipe and Bumblebee are the ones from Series 1. And then you got a Series 2 thrust. Right. Gotcha. This was a big one I got. This one, I was on the ferry at work. Um, and I, you know, I normally go on Facebook when I'm bored. So I have like a 15-minute ferry ride from uh, Greenport to Shelter Island. And I see on Facebook Marketplace a vintage 1985 uh, LJN wrestling set Hillbilly Jim with Hulk Hogan and it's loose complete the lady wanted 200 I offered her 150 she jumped at it then she goes do you like wrestling stuff I said of course she goes I have a ringside chair from um, SummerSlam 19 let me see what year it is Oh, I'm not sure. It's SummerSlam. The main event was Undertaker against Stone Cold Steve Austin. But basically, yeah. if you sat ringside, they give you the chair as a take home. <laughs> so that was $50. I got that also. Uh, I bought some vintage Kenner Ghostbusters men on card. I got wow. Screaming Janine. And I got Quasimodo also. 
Um, you, you mentioned it on the Big Bad Toy Store. I pre-ordered a bunch of stuff. I got the Kabaya gum transformers. Oh, I saw the packaging. Nice. But I didn't. I want to open them, but I'm afraid it's like the cardboard's folded in. So I'm afraid if I open it, I tried to even use like a corn cob to like poke it open, but that <laughs> didn't work. But I, I threw them in my case. And it's funny because after the last show, we were looking at the signs from the G.I. Joe's uh, store. Mm-hmm. I got off eBay. This I'm thrilled with this. I got vintage signs from Toys R Us. Nice. So one says only of, only at Toys R Us. It's cardboard. And then I have a plastic one I got in that says Toys R Us exclusive. So <laughs> one of them I put on my Star Wars rack. And then the other one, I'm not sure. I might frame it. And then just put it on the wall somewhere. But that's that's everything I got in. It was a pretty good week. Hell yeah, that's awesome. But I, I couldn't believe that Hulk Hogan and Hill, Billy Jim loose complete. It goes for like six hundred bucks on eBay. So now this was a two pack that they put out that had extra accessories or something. Yeah, what they did was they they put them out as tag teams. A lot of the a lot of the characters. I remember they the tag a, teams. They put a different poster in there, and they also came with tag team belts. Uh, like it was Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov, Hillbilly Jim, Hulk Hogan, Brutus Beefcake um, with Greg the Hammer Valentine, the British Bulldogs. The Killer Bees, Strike Force. There's not too many of them. But the whole thing is the tag teams are just extremely rare. And wrestling, vintage wrestling is super hot. And a lot of it's because of podcasting. There's a lot of, um, there's some current WWE superstars that have podcasts going right now. And they're driving up the prices of these vintage (laughs) figures. They call it the most expensive free podcast. Yeah, because uh, it's just, it's wrestling. It's funny because... The wrestling right now, a lot of people don't care for it. It's really not that great of a product to watch on TV. Mm-hmm. But the vintage toys are going berserk. Yeah. Now that's what so, happens. When the modern day shit sucks, people remember how great the old shit was. <laughs> yeah, so I'm kind of torn. Like I put it up on eBay for a, a pretty big price tag. But if I don't get it, I'll hold on to it. So, you know, Because I'm kind of – I flip things when I can, but – I have both those figures already mint on card. I have a Hulk Hogan signed LJN, and I have a Hillbilly Jim signed LJN. So yeah. it's like I already have them; they're just in a different packaging. But if I, you know, I have it on eBay for like four seventy. So if I get four seventy, you know, <laughs> I'll take it. But otherwise, I'll keep it <laughs> for loose figures, loose figures, but with accessories, with the tag team poster and the tag team belts. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, right? This, this hobby of ours, <laughs> let me tell you. Crazy. <laughs> All right. How about you, Mark? What'd you what'd you get in, in the last few weeks? Uh well, as I said a bit earlier on, I um I picked up some the Lego Speed Champions, I guess, series, the the latest ones. Um just my usual uh weekly comics. Um and I picked up a couple of the Batman animated series action figures as well. Oh, nice! So I'm uh, I'm diving into that rabbit hole at the moment. Oh, yeah. Which, luckily enough, there's not there's not a lot there. Um, pricing on some of the figures is still relatively reasonable. Um, my local comic shop, where I, obviously where I get my comics and that from, they have a lot of them there, but they average anywhere from thirty five to forty dollars a piece. 
for the figures, so I pick one up every now and then. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about, if you're not familiar, we're talking about $20 figures here. Uh, and, eh, eh, maybe $30 figures here, but. So, oh, it's it's not it's not too bad. I mean, they've got other stuff there, which is a lot more expensive. Like they've got a lot of the uh, Power of the Force figures on cards up on the walls and stuff like that. And some of those prices are, are, are a bit out there, that's for sure. I could imagine. Um uh, what else did I get? Um, I've got stuff coming. I've got some, again, some replacement hardcover um, comic collections that I, I re-picked up. Um, picked up a couple of games. Um, again, obviously you're aware of the situation, just sort of rebuilding as I go. Mm. Um, but my main focus at the moment is just uh, getting my man cave set up properly. <laughs> <laughs> Hells Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of, um, actually, this afternoon, once I finish with you guys, I'm actually doing Ikea trip to pick up some stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> To help display, you're doing billies. You know, Lotus is a fan uh, of the billies. No, no, I, I'm actually, um, uh, I'm, they're not the billy, they're, they're like a cube style thing, but. Um, Basta uh, my, my... is what I have. Oh, Basta. you do Bastas, sorry. <laughs> Lotus, I didn't mean to insult you. I mean, I no, I do have, I do have billies, but yeah, I invested in the Besta. So I mean, it's just you start out with just one cube, and then you start adding, and before you know it, you spent fifteen hundred bucks on stupid cabinets. Because <laughs> it's funny because they're they're it's like fifty bucks, right? It starts out fifty dollars, but yeah, then like they charge deal. you for the they charge you for the doors, and then they charge you for the hinges to install the door for five dollars. So I by the time you're that. done, you're spending like almost you know almost a hundred dollars to complete one of these cubes with doors you know it's just frustrating <laughs> uh, i'm not going quite that full on with it um my my plan is um the units i'm looking at are they're called calyx i think it is they're just like a cube yeah. thing mm-hmm. um but that's going to form the basis um, i'll be putting tops on them uh, like tabletops on them because I'll be running a Lego city across two walls in my room. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of the goal as a, as a bigger display. Um, and then obviously fill the cubes up with other things as I go. So nice. that's sort of where my focus is at the moment, getting all that sorted. Um, obviously, one of the other things I'm, I'm dipping into is the G.I. Joe 25th anniversary with the help of yeah, favorite I'm sorry, I've been slacking on it. I'm going to try to do the same thing for him, Lotus. And I haven't gotten out there to see how many I still have. Because Lotus did take a few of just like one-off ones I had out there. But So uh, any, any words of wisdom, Lotus? I, I told them that you got pretty frustrated. Like mine are all the kind of more easy to find ones and then you were kind of left finding harder to find ones no no advice lotus <laughs> yeah i mean unfortunately you just have to kind of go over to evil bay and just watch auctions and 
Like I found that if you buy like there's a lot of auctions out there that'll be, you know, they they call it a lot, but it'll be like three figures. And so you really have to like it like shipwreck was really hard to find, believe it or not. And then there's different variants of shipwreck, you know, different one has a shark tattoo and one has an anchor tattoo. And so you have to make a decision on which one you want and then just look for the best lot because that's what I had to do and just, you know, try to just really calculate it and, and just watch these auctions. Just take take your time, watch the auctions. And eventually you'll be able to get, you know, you'll find a lot of three that happens to have, you know, three figures that you need. And like, you know, and then because you're buying in a lot, usually it comes out to be kind of a cheaper price. So, uh, you know, your I mean, I was really trying to focus around ten dollars a figure. Uh, but some of my figures, I definitely had to go twelve to fifteen Um I think shipwreck was actually the most expensive. I think I had to pay like twenty five for shipwreck. I mean, I oh, wow. I didn't really care, and I didn't care which tattoo I got. Uh, I think I got the one with the shark tattoo, actually. But so just prepare yourself, Mark, for the twentieth, twenty fifth craziness. Uh, uh, I'm in. I'm in no rush. It's going to be a. a it's going to be a, a, a long-term thing. So, like I said, if I pick a couple up here and there, that I'll be happy with that. Nice. Um, let's see. I actually didn't get quite that much after that crazy like Target haul of Transformers being fifty percent off and everything else being twenty percent off. I, I slowed it down a little bit. Um, I did get a Classics Magnus, believe it or not. I already had one that was in uh, Fans Project Armor, but I bought another one to put in the new Fans Project Armor, uh, the one that doesn't need to be removed. And, of course, I tried to go cheap, and I paid the price. I got a little bit of a sun... Uh, sun discoloration here and then I bought it from a guy that he didn't do an awful job but he's like it needs some gray paint here and here and here and I'm like oh awesome uh, so I got that guy I got the Joker lizard from the primal age line uh, Amazon had him for 11 bucks I'm like I can't really not do that at 11 bucks because i love that lizard that little purple lizard and then uh like i say i talked about i got i got a case and a few extras of the retro collection i haven't opened any of the figures but i've done the sticker takeoff of that and then uh probably probably the biggest thing that i've been playing with or having fun with was um, I bought a knockoff uh, Lego Voltron set. So uh, on the last on the last uh, podcast, we talked about Lepin, Lepin, whatever you want to call them, uh, getting raided and sets being destroyed and molds being destroyed and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, oh, shit, if I'm going to buy knockoff Legos, I better do it now. And uh, so this is a $180 set here in the States. I bought the knockoff for 56 bucks shipped to me. 
Um, my daughter and I have put together a lion apiece, and uh, and Mark and I have been uh, PMing each other on this. Mark's a a Lego purist, right? You're you're doing mega constructs because it's He Man, but basically, you, yeah. but you don't stray from that. No, no, I don't. Um, no. No, when it comes when it comes to my Lego, I, I'll stick on brand. I, it's it's dearer, yes, um, but I just I can't bring myself to the to the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, and like I say, these are not bootlegs. These aren't some interesting set that Legos never made or never will make or anything like that. These are straight up knockoffs, and uh, the quality is identical, and the pieces are identical to Creo. So if you ever, if you're a Lego fan, you've ever built with Creo, you know that at least one stud in every piece has an indention for the flashing of the sprue. That's what these are like. They are exactly like Creo pieces. They they work and they their clutch, as Lego fans like to call it, their clutch is identical to Creo pieces. Um and so, like I say, I feel bad that I bought a straight knockoff of a set that's available right now for retail price, but 56 bucks is just a lot more palatable than 180 at the moment. And I'm having a good time with it. The, the instructions are an exact knockoff of the Lego instructions, so they're really good. Uh, sometimes you buy knockoff Legos, even Mega Constructs, their fucking instructions suck compared to Lego. Like, it's not even funny how awful they are compared to Lego instructions. Uh, so these being, again, a, a straight knockoff. Like I say, I, I, it hurts me in my heart a little bit, but I'm happy with my purchase. So... Um, all right. No listener feedback and questions. I know normally we would have probably taken another break, but it's getting late and we need to get through this. Everybody needs to do things like go to sleep and be with their families. Grab bag, new trilogy and third live action series confirmed. So, uh, everybody, well, if you're a Star Wars fan, you've probably heard the writers of Game of Thrones have signed on to do the next Star Wars trilogy. Won't have anything to do with the Skywalker trilogy. It's going to be a complete standalone trilogy, but they have signed on to do three films, 2022, 2024, and 2026, which it seems so far away. But I can remember them talking about this sequel trilogy. And I'm like, 2019? Is anyone even going to be alive in 2019? You know? And now it's 2019. So kind of crazy that in seven years from now, we'll have a completed, completely standalone Star Wars trilogy. Uh, Rock, thoughts? Love it? Hate it? Tired of Star Wars at this point? Well, I'm glad they're taking a break uh, because one movie every year, even though I'm a huge Star Wars fan, it does become a little watered down. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy that it's who it is, the Game of, Game of Thrones guys, because if it's anything like what they could do with the show, uh, it put that in the Star Wars universe, I'm all for it. So uh, I'm kind of happy. 
Nice. Mark, what about you? Um, yeah, look, I mean, I like the Star Wars stuff. I haven't, I mean, I've got my, my like most people, the goods and bads with all the movies. Having a break's probably a, a smart thing at this point. But, um, yeah, I'm all for another trilogy. Why not? If it's good, it's good. Yeah. And there have been talks that this would be a Knights of the Republic. So, like, an old school Jedi Knight and Sith fucking Sith story where there were Sith armies, not just the rule of two where there's only ever two bad guys at one time kind of thing. So... It could be really good, you know, especially given that this is kind of like the romantic age of Jedi versus Sith, the same way uh, Game of Thrones is granted. They make it very realistic with peasants and and famine and all that kind of thing. But it's it's knights. It's good versus evil. So. Um, and then, uh, they also, we've gotten confirmation that we've seen, or people at, at, uh, Star Wars Celebration have seen a trailer. Uh, we have the Mandalorian that'll be coming up on Disney's streaming service. And then we've also have confirmation that Cassian Andor, he's kind of a spy essentially in, uh, in, uh, what was it? Rogue One. He'll be getting his own series. And then in confirmation of this third trilogy or of this new trilogy, they also confirmed that there is most likely, they said, a third live action television show coming to Disney streaming service. So if you're a Star Wars fan, like it's one thing if you're a Star Trek fan and you have to buy CBS All Access to get Discovery Star Trek, you probably do that, but maybe you're like, eh, it's just one, I'll wait till they come out on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. But if you're a Star Wars fan and there's three Star Wars live-action television shows that you're missing because you don't want to pay 7 bucks a month for Disney services... I don't know. That would be kind of strange. I would say this is pretty much going to make every Star Wars fan subscribe to the streaming service. Unless they just don't do streaming services at all. Uh, Rock, do you do Netflix? you have Hulu, HBO Go, anything like that? Yeah, we have them all because that's my wife's hobby. She watches TV. TV. So we have, <laughs> yes, yeah, we have Netflix, we have Hulu, we have, um, we just got HBO. She got me HBO Go for a stocking stuffer, but now we just paid for HBO. We got rid of that, just the app. But uh, yeah, we're going to get the Disney service without a doubt. So yeah, there's no, she's a huge Disney fan. So nice. it'll be worth it. Mark, what about you? Are streaming services the same down there? Do you have, I mean, you have Netflix, obviously, but do you have like Hulu and HBO and all these CBS and NBC, all this kind of stuff? Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't do a lot of streaming. I, I mean, I've got Netflix. Um, I, use, I do Amazon, um, but only when, like, I'm a big fan of the Grand Tour, so when that's when that's airing, I'll, I'll purchase my membership for that, but then I cancel mm-hmm. it after it. 
Um, there are other services as well. There's one that my wife uses called Stan, which at the moment has all the Disney stuff on there. Oh, okay. I guess it's the Australian equivalent. But um, I am definitely going to be up for the mem- for the Disney one when that does come out properly. Because, um, again, like with Rocknet, I grew up uh, on Disney stuff as a kid. Um, love a lot of the stuff that they do. So when that comes out, I'll probably definitely be shelling out for that. But as far as the other stuff goes, like I said, I don't really go too deep into it. Like I, I sort of go one month at a time and then I'll, I'll let it go for a while and then come back to it if there's something on that's interesting. Hell yeah. Lotus, how about you? I, you're, you're a Disney fan. You're not a Star Wars fan, but yeah. you're a Marvel fan. But you, I think you've admitted to not even seeing all the Marvel movies, right? No, I mean, I've seen, I've seen all the Marvel, the okay. Iron Man movies, like yeah. Avengers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like the whole, like... I mean, I haven't seen them all. Like, or whatever. No, are. no. Like, I didn't oh, yeah. see, like, the second Ant-Man and then the, the girl in the suit. I don't know. <laughs> Captain Marvel. The yeah, one. Captain Marvel. <laughs> like, I don't give a crap about that. Okay, so, so not Die Hard, but not... No. not I mean, I'm, like die, I'm die Hard for all the Iron Man and Avenger movies. I liked, I liked all Iron those. Man. So are you going to do this service, you think? Are the is there enough um, Disney it's po- movies yeah. to keep you interested? It's possible. Um, yeah, I mean it's definitely possible. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I just I do Netflix. I mean, kind of what what Mark has said. You know, I've I've gone on and off. You know, like I mean, I definitely load up on a lot of streaming stuff during like Christmas time. You yeah. know, kind of thing. But yeah. I, I don't. I'm not someone who you know keeps the memberships going constantly. I mean, Netflix is pretty baseline um i do get the like you know he was talking about the grand tour i do get that uh free with you know, with amazon you know yeah, uh, amazon prime you know you get obviously the prime and and believe it or not amazon is doing a lot of good programming mm. uh there's like obviously they have the grand tour which is their program um, which is a great show if you like cars and if you like, you know, to, to watch these guys do all these crazy things with, with very expensive cars. And, um, but, uh, I'm trying to think there's uh, there was another show with Julia Roberts that is an Amazon original. It was really, really good. It was about, it was about, uh, uh, people who would come back from the military and, and they would go to this facility and they would just try to, you know, get them prepared to go out into the real world. And I thought that was a really good, really good show. And that was an Amazon original. So Amazon is doing the same thing Netflix is doing, basically. And they're they're doing original shows uh, to kind of bring you in. So. Yeah, and I agree. I agree. There is a few shows on Amazon that I absolutely love. So that's cool. So you guys, I've totally forgot you guys share the whole car thing. Because they're both car nuts. Um, all right. If for some reason, I have no idea why I didn't include a Transformers grab bag, but fuck it. Um, for Masters of the Universe, a date set for the new movie. March 5th, 2021, dogs. He-Man is coming to the big screen. Mark your calendars. There's nothing else to really be excited about besides a date on a calendar right now. So, 
Uh, and then our GI Joe, I think I talked about this on the last show now that I'm looking at it, but, uh, this guy is, uh, he runs 3d Joe's. If you've never been there, it's 3d Joe's.com. Uh, he has done VR turnarounds of all of every single figure in the vintage line, as well as a lot of vehicles. He might've done all the vehicles by now. Um, and then he has collected these uh, books of the art of G.I. Joe. And he's something on like volume seven or something like this. Below you'll see D deals on a full six volume set. So he's on uh, six volumes. Some are sold out unless you buy the entire set. Now this is a... This is a little pricey price tag, but you got to remember you've missed the first six books. Uh, this is 210 bucks for these books. Uh, they come in a new slip cover uh, that he had designed for this deal. Um, and it's the only way that you can get volumes one, two, and four. Oh, wait, what does he say? Volumes have been reprinted with offset covers. There's seven of them free of. Oh, interesting. Okay, just go read the thing if you're interested in it. There's a little bit too much detail for me to read here. But uh, very cool books that you're, you're supporting somebody that's at every Joe Connie as a table at every Joe Connie sold posters in the past. Uh, he did a really cool poster, which was the life-size size of the uh, flag which is this like really odd, really expensive size to print. It's like 47 inches by, you know, 33 and a half inches or something. But it's the exact replica of the front of the flag box. Just done some really cool projects. So please go to the show notes, openyourtoys.com, top of the page, all the way at the bottom of the, pay of the show notes at Grab Bag and Art of G.I. Joe. But one thing about the, these G.I. Joe books is, like, I believe the guy's name is Carson Metaxas. Yeah. You should see he turned his basement into a Toys R Us. Oh, is this the dude that did that? Yeah, he's, ah. uh, he's one of the hosts of What's on Joe Mine now. Yeah. Yeah, he's a really yeah. nice guy. But, yeah, he went and bought all the shelving. It, it, I mean, it's incredible what he did. Just, you know, look for him in the What's on Joe Mine page or – Look for him on either on Twitter or Facebook, but you have to see the pictures of his basement. It's amazing. I remember that now. I didn't even, and I didn't put together that he's the dude on What's on Joe Mind now because I noticed they finally started putting out new episodes. But it doesn't yeah, Justin have, and yeah, yeah, Justin and Gary are gone, but Mike is still doing it with um, Joe Colton. She does a lot of work with the finest. She's really nice as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you have to see his ba his pictures of his basement. Oh uh, hell yeah! Crazy. Go stock this mofo, mofos. You know, you just said uh, Colton. I gotta say, uh, has anybody watching Agents of Shield? I'm. It's really good this season. It just no. started again. No. You guys. No. No, I watched, no one watches that. I watched nope. the first season and gave up on it. There's, oh, I've given man. up on all of the superhero <laughs> series. Like I used to watch, I watched got, and I know Gotham's canceled, but I used to watch Gotham, Flash, Arrow, fucking. Uh, I guess you know a lot of those are the, and then I did the Netflix series Daredevil. 
never started Punisher, but I can't ever get like past a season of those. I don't know what it is. But you're saying it's good, Agents well, of Shield. I mean, that doesn't matter. I mean, for people who have been watching <laughs> all their lives, seven seven years of. I, I think it's. I mean, it's had its ups and downs throughout the years. But, but uh, all right, guys. Well, that's it for now. Thank you to our special guests, Mark. Thanks, Thank Mark. Having me. Woo, wah, wah. <laughs> it's been fun as always. <laughs> And like I say, you're more than welcome. Any of our listeners are more than welcome. Both both Mark and Rock are calling in on their phones with just like regular headsets, and they sound great. You know, anybody that wants to come on the show, please message us. We'll figure out how to make that happen. Uh, sounds like, Rock, you're going to be joining us on a regular basis. Is that right? Yeah, I would love to. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So there you go, Mark. You just got to take every Monday off for the rest of your life. And you can be on the show, too. <laughs> yeah, the who likes going to work on Monday, all. anyway? <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. We're going to get out of here. So we're going to see you. Sooner rather than later. Or? Later rather than sooner. Peace. Peace. <laughs>